What's up? What's up? This is your host, Mark Roxy, and I am with my good friend and partner in crime, Mr. Harold Hunt. What's up? What's up? What's up, Harold? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, 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 man. Of course. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, man. It's a beautiful day out here in Atlanta, man. The weather was on point. Beautiful. What, what, what was the temperature out there? 60 degrees, and for us, that's really good. I mean, the clouds were gone, blue skies, quite what? nice, quite nice. Yeah, 60 degrees, man. We were, we were the bombing, <laughs> a bombing 30 degrees up here in the Northeast, <laughs> definitely out here in uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Delaware. We were like 30 degrees out here in this area, and uh, but. Nevertheless, it's warm inside, and we are about to heat it up here on The Boxing Breakdown. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and we are delighted that you are with us today, today, today. We are going to chop up and get into um, the uh, recent uh, event that Harold and I were had the pleasure of uh, attending uh, with Mr. Don King, celebrating his 90th birthday out in, um, man, at the Packard Music Hall in Warren, Ohio. And then we're going to get into uh, the recent bout with uh, Keith Thurman and Mario Barrios and where Keith Thurman goes from here. And uh, we will also chop up and break down Errol Spence versus uh, uh, your your Dennis uh, Ugas. And we will close the show with a review of the heavyweight landscape. So sit back, relax. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for being with us. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts, thanks for being with us. And we hope that you will enjoy this breakdown. And so, Harold, let's let's talk about the event that took place um, recently out in, uh, Warren, Ohio, tell the fans what went down, bro. Hey, Don King had a nice affair out there, but I need to preference everything by saying it was cold. I was out there and it (laughs) shocked me through my core, man. (laughs) It was cold out there. It took my car like half an hour to get warmed up. After I driv- have driven it for a while to even get the heat going, but <laughs> uh, the card itself was great. I mean, he had a lot of people there. He had some major people there. He had the WBC uh, was there. Their head uh, supervisor, WBA was there. Their yes. head supervisor he had several uh, 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 fights there that were uh, championship fights, uh, be it uh, mid-level titles. Um, you had Harvey Dock in the ring as a uh, as, as a referee. You had. Uh, 
uh, some notable people as judges. So what you had there was uh, a Don King come home, uh, homecoming, if you will, and the mayor and the mayor of the city, they all got in and gave them uh, accolades and what have you. But the fights were actually pretty good, and I was quite impressed. Now, um, our uh, glorious leader, uh, uh, Miss, Mr. Mark Roxy, was a, a cut man. And I'm sure we'll get into that later on, but he was heroic in his endeavor on that evening. So oh. I'll leave it at that. But it was it was good, good fights, and uh, uh, the crowd was nice, and it, it, it was just a great outing. Yeah, I concur, man. It was awesome. It was a great – I mean, it was a long week. We were out there for a week. Um, I was with Hamed Hefni, Hamed Samir Hefni, who's a, a wonderful fighter, and um, – we fought a young gentleman there that, uh, you know, was, was, uh, relatively, uh, big in stature and size. And, uh, it was somewhat of a mismatch, but man, I enjoyed myself out there. And, um, yeah, the co-main event for Don King's, um, return to greatness was actually Trevor Bryan for, uh, WBA champion versus Jonathan, uh, Guidry. I don't know if you got a chance to see that fight. Uh, if you guys are listening in, it was, it was a quite, quite a great night of boxing, uh, a lot of heavyweight bouts. And, uh, there was also a cruiserweight main event, which was Elungia Makabu. Did I say that right? Elungia Makabu. Makabu. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my best I can against, uh, Tabishu Makuna. Tabishu Makuna for the WBC silverweight champion. Well, he actually is the silverweight champion. And um, it was quite a match. And um, Makabu did come away with the um, the win. And there was some talk about him fighting uh, Mr. Canelo Alvarez. Um, not sure what, what that was all about, what the Hubba Baloo was about. But there was some uh, chatter about that. And um, which brings me to the conversation real quick. I don't want to divert too much, but... Um, cause it's, it's really late breaking news as of today or yesterday that Canelo Alvarez, um, uh, was in talks, uh, with Eddie, uh, well, with his, his trainer, Eddie Reynoso, but then also D- uh, DeZone and, and Eddie Hearn. Now you want to talk a little bit about that, Harold? Yes. Just in a quick nutshell, uh, he has a two fight deal. Uh, the first, uh, fight is to be against Bivolve. For the 175 uh, pound title, and the second one is to be against uh, Golovkin for that uh, trilogy. However, uh, the the ink is not dried yet, and Charlo no. has the opportunity to upstage uh, Bivol. Uh, the numbers that are are uh, thrown at Canelo are 45 million guaranteed for Charlo, and Oof. Hearn hasn't disclosed what the numbers are going to be if he fights uh, Bivol. Uh, tr- um, he made he made forty million in his last fight, uh, Canelo, uh, wow. guaranteed. So wow. uh, for 45. him to get forty five, for him to get forty five is a low number considering right. he has all the belts now, and he'll be fighting Charlo. Charlo will move up from one sixty to one sixty eight. Right. However, if he goes to one seventy five, he'll be fighting for that one belt, and then he can start clearing out that division. So he has to decide what he's going to do, but. Wow. The one that is in stone is a Golovkin re, uh, a trilogy. Wow. So this is this is really going to happen then, huh? 
Yes. Wow. And and so what what's this business about the eighty five million uh, for two fights? Well, right now the only uh, dialogue and, and and print out there that I know of that I've seen on paper or in in the articles and everyone I listen to and see and read yeah. and what have you, right now uh, the front runner is Bevolve at one seventy five. Uh, in, in, on single de Mayo, and then right. come back with uh, uh, Golovkin. The only thing that may throw it in, like I said earlier, Charlo may get that bid instead of uh, um, uh, Bebov. Right, right. Okay, so uh, you know more to come. I know that um, Hearn was quoted as saying that the negotiations are ongoing. So we don't really know specifically what's going to happen. Lots can transpire, but. You know, there's eighty five uh, million dollars on the table, man. Eighty five mil. That's a lot of money, guys. Um, I, I just uh, don't know what to say about that, except Harold. I'm not sure we'll ever see that kind of money, but you know what? <laughs> Maybe we can play the lotto, right? <laughs> yeah, man. So that's good stuff, Harold. Let's let's move on to uh, Keith Thurman versus. Mario yes, Barrios. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that that uh, fiasco. Oh, you labeled it a fiasco. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, well hey, uh, uh, I thought got? he 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 fought well. He was, it was a safe fight, nice and safe. Yeah, uh, he didn't engage too much. He yep. stayed where he needed to stay. Yep. He he said, I have to show A, B, C, and D to the fans, to the pundits, to the critics. So he did exactly that, and he's kind of stayed out, out, out of harm's way. Uh, initially, as you know, I felt Bar- Barrios had no power for him. He wouldn't scare him anyway. Right. So, uh, right. you know, that, that wasn't even an issue. Although Thurman did come out and said, hey, if he hit me to the body, he could have dropped me, this, that, and the other. But that's after the fact. It's good for press. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes Thurman look like he, you know, uh, is, is a, a humble warrior and all of that. Yeah. But, and and uh, many have tried to hit him to the body. Listen, he's never gone down to the body. Everybody talks about how, how he has this weak body. And uh, he's the first one to say, you know, he doesn't really like getting touched to the body. But the truth of the matter still stands. He has never been down with a body shot, right? Yes, De La Hoya's been down with a body shot. Well, De La right? Hoya, De La Hoya, I'm talking about Thurman. Yes, but I'm saying uh, uh, fighters of, of his ilk have been down with body shots. Oh, and for you sure. All, you don't run around telling, saying, saying that they're uh, uh, not a good, uh, they don't take body shots well. Right. You don't say that. Right. But- with him, that's they they label they label that on him. So I think that's an unfair uh, label. Yeah, well, I think you know I think there's a lot of naysayers out there for Keith Thurman for sure, and I think that uh, you know everybody needs a little cheat code, right? So if they can crack the code, look, Keith Thurman is it has made his statement that he's back in the 147 pound mix up, right? So how far he goes, whether or not he gets a title shot, what the title shot would be, he's there, right? Yes, I agree with that. I mean, they have to see him now just because he's in play. Uh, he does have a fan base. He can sell. And what's ironic is it, Mark, that the, 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 the free portion that came on before the pay-per-view yeah. did almost a million buys on regular <laughs> television. 
Yeah. And that is encouraging all the way around, just for regular boxing fans, regular people, because that was on free TV and did almost a million. Right. So I don't know what the numbers are on his is on, on his uh, at the, at the pay per view level, but the upcoming fight before that was great. So that just means that we got some things going on with boxing. It's getting back in the mainstream, and he was somewhat responsible for that, uh, and and that's what it was. So yeah, um, he he he's a player. No, no, he's definitely a player, man. I mean, he's ranked, uh, I don't know where, exactly where he ranks, and actually, you know, I don't think it really matters to him. He doesn't really care where, he, where he's ranked. He just cares that he gets a shot. He wants a title shot, right? Um, he's right up there with uh, Terrence Crawford, uh, Jordanis Ugas, Virgil Ortiz Jr., Mikey Garcia, right? I mean, uh, Jerron Ennis, he's up there with Jerron Ennis. I mean, there's a, there's a stacked... Division, and I see that Adrian Broner uh, has uh, slotted up there in the top ten too. I think he's ranked uh, maybe somewhere around uh, nine or ten or eleven, somewhere up in there, right? So Adrian Broner's in the mix, right? Yes, yes. However, uh, Thurman can sell tickets. Uh, Boots can't sell tickets right now. Yeah, uh, he, he can't not right now. Right, but uh, Thurman can definitely sell tickets, and we know. Uh, 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 Adrian can sell tickets, no doubt about that. That's why he's he's still well, ranked because well, he is a, a good fighter, but he does capture the public's imagination. They will pay to see him. Yeah. So let's talk about this. I mean, in boxing, uh, casuals as well as you know aficionados in in the boxing industry definitely know that that um, you know Jerron Ennis is he's a player, man. He's 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 in there. He's not, he's not, I mean, you said he can't sell tickets, but to be honest, like he might not be able to sell tickets, but he could sell pay-per-views because who, who doesn't want to see Jerron in his fight? I mean, fight well, the top guys. Cause, cause everyone's talking about, you know, e- even, even, um, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, uh excuse me. I apologize. Sean, Porter. Sean Porter even came out and was like, we don't even know what the guy can do. He hasn't been tested yet i get that i mean those of you that are from philly or the or the surrounding region we know what our guy can do we know what jerron ennis is able to produce so but but he's right i mean the question is can he produce at the highest level and can he get past you know the likes of these top guys like uh you know ugas can he can he get through keith thurman can he get to a terence crawford I mean, can he? And, and and what will he look like when he's there? So I'm really excited to see him. And I, I quite honestly, I would pay to see that fight. I would pay to see Terrence Crawford and, and um, you know, Jerron Ennis, even though it's a little premature. I, I would, because that that's, so I don't know about that ticket thing you just well, said. Well, I've got to stand on the other side of the fence with you. Right <laughs> okay, now, good. Boots. good. Okay, now Boots doesn't have a, a belt of any type whatsoever. Right. He doesn't. He has he has no minor belt. He has no silver belt. He has no bronze belt. Whatever belt is out there, he doesn't have that. Okay? Number okay. one. Number two, uh, he is in a situation where the public has enamored themselves to him so greatly yeah. because of his, 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 his reputation that has spread uh, not on social media, but through the boxing ranks. So he hasn't. He doesn't really have. He doesn't have that other than with the heart with the hardcore fans. You know, 
uh, he should be there. However, yeah. he needs to have, in my opinion, uh, a better situation with uh, the casuals. The casuals don't really know who he is. Okay. So even a minor belt, uh, uh, NABF belt, uh, any type of belt, he doesn't have that just because yeah. he just hasn't been able to fight for that. Now, as far as his skill set concerned, yes, I would believe he, he could be there and this, that, and the other. And uh, we just need to see that. I mean, he has a couple of decent wins. We know uh, he knocked out uh, his last one, and he had a good fight against uh, uh, Lippinets, which was great and all that. But we need to see more than than that. Yeah. Uh, okay. If, if you, so Harold, please. Harold, answer the question: Where does Keith Thurman go next? What is what is Keith Thurman going to do next? What's going to be presented to him? What does he do? What do you think? Well, he's very safe right now. He didn't show any kind of crazy situations where he fell off so badly in this fight. So the networks, the promoters are going to say, okay, we can put him in there with some of the big, with some of the other ones who are up there. He's going to sell tickets. Yeah. He's going to carry the fight verbally. He's going to do all that. He's going to do everything he needs to do to, to get back where he was. Uh, he has a, a fan base who's a re reawakening because they missed him. I remember when I was hot on him, you know, one time and it was one time people were going away. So yeah. he's kind of back in the situation. So he's a nice, safe bet. If he loses the next fight, then he's in a situation where he could, he, he could, uh, uh, he won't be a gatekeeper, but he, he'll, he'll be someone who's, 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 who's going to test every time. So, He's the door is wide open for him. I mean, he can he is wide open for him. I believe at yeah. this point. Okay, well, he can sell tickets. If you're if you're tuning in on YouTube and you would like to make a comment and share your thoughts about who you think Keith Thurman should face next, please do so. Uh, let us know. And if you're watching this after the original uh, broadcast, you know, chime in, get on, get in there on on the comments in YouTube, and and let us know. We appreciate your comments, and we want to know who do you think. Keith Thurman should face next. Who do you think he will face next? Those are not necessarily the same question. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him fight, uh, you know, Virgil Ortiz. I'd love to see him fight Ke uh, uh, your, your Dennis uh, Ugas. I'd love to Ugas. see that fight. Now, Ugas has got some business to take care of. So let's, let's just jump right into it, man. Ugas, um, and Spence. Spence, what is the deal with Ugas and Spence? Talk to me. Well, Ugas is very sturdy. He's 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 going to be uh, attempting to come forward, and we know Spence doesn't fight going backwards. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see the first three or four rounds how that goes how it goes along. But the uh, uh, the relentless. Uh, like the word escapes me right now. The the the, the constant pressure that uh, uh, Spence is going to apply, whether it's fundamentally sound. I mean, whether it's 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 has bells and whistles. It's going to be very clean. It's going to be jab jab right hand. Whatever whatever the, the the standard combination and aggression will be, he will be offering that over and over and over again. Now you can slip that and, and, and parry that and, and, and score on that. But after a while, you know, the same thing is coming, but it's still coming. I just had to uh -huh. like it to uh, Hearns and Leonard. Leonard could see everything Hearns was doing, but that jab kept coming. It kept 
coming. It kept coming. And he he saw it coming. He could move and all, but he was still getting hit by it. And he had all the tricks and all the gal to get away from it, but he just couldn't because it kept coming over and over. And that's kind of how I see this fight uh, panning out. I see Spence winning this fight on unanimous decision. All right. Those of you tuning in, man, let us know what you think, too. Like, I, I'm... I have my thoughts about this fight, Harold. I think that that it's going to be a very interesting fight. I think that Spence, of course, has the advantage in the fight um, slightly. I think this is a fight that comes down. I don't know. You let me know what you think. I think it's a fight that comes down to who has the better game plan. Um, because, you know, certainly if... Um, I mean, Ugas, we've seen some styles, some very unique styles um, now after watching the Pacquiao fight, et cetera, some of the fights that Ugas has had recently. And, um, you know, he can be aggressive. He's very successful when he's aggressive. Um, but he also can mix things up to kind of slow, the, I believe, to slow the fight down um, uh, and, and kind of make it a little tricky for Errol Spence. What do you think? Well, the trickiness is going to be something that Earl's going to be able to, to handle. He'll see it coming. He'll see that. He'll, he'll, he'll get countered. He'll get hit. and He'll get touched and what have you. But he knows that his bread and butter is continue to come forward, throw that jab, and set everything else up after that. Um, Ugas is going to be the first one to go backwards. He does have a skill set to do that. Wow. I mean, I mean, wow. he can hit going backwards and all that, but he's not going to be pressing Earl and Earl's going to be fighting off the back foot. That is not going to happen. That's just something that's just not going to happen. Right. And because of that, because of that, um, that's 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 what we that's what we're going to see. Now, of course, if Crawford gets in there with Spence, Crawford's going to fight going off the back foot and he'll be going forward. So, but he's, he's excellent at both things. Right. I'm not saying Ugas isn't, yep. but I'm just saying Ugas is going to be stepping back. He's not going to be coming forward as Earl does. Earl doesn't fall, fight off the back foot at no time. At no time does he, does he do that? He'll stay in the pocket if he needs to, and then he'll, he'll advance. Yep. Even if he's getting touched, he'll stay in the pocket before he's going to retreat and fight off the back foot. Right. So that being said, and as a judge, I just simply see a a a a, a, a long, grueling, uh, unanimous decision uh, <laughs> with, with with rounds in the bank seven seven eight eight rounds to what four yes. Mm. So oh. it, it sounds, my friend, like you've got Errol Spence as our uh, as our gallo rojos, right? You got you got the rooster. You know, you got uh, Errol Spence as our rooster, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. At this point, uh, in my limited understanding, Mark. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not so limited. And, you know, I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. I can see that. I definitely think that, you know, Errol Spence is going to have um, a little bit of the edge on the inside. I think that he's a, a really great body puncher. I think he's he's excellent on the inside and with that pressure. I also know that if Ugas um, applies that pressure, that would be, I, I think that would be a good uh, approach, but I think he needs to really mix it up. I think, I think his fight has to be uh, a, what I would call a diversified um, approach to the entire fight with a lot of ring adjustments to keep uh, Spence thinking. He can slow down the fight that way and, and, and possibly give himself a, a good chance to win. But 
um, you know, like you say, I, you know, I, I definitely think that Errol Spence has, you know, is the front runner on paper. You think it goes more than 7.5 or you think it, you get, think it goes more than 7.5 or less than 7.5 rounds. Talk to me. Well, I'll, I'll let you have that one. It's more 7.5, but common opponent being Sean Porter. Yeah. And if we look at the results of both of those fights, Ugas had, uh, uh, Sean had with Ugas and had with Spence. Right. Uh, Spence handled that relentless pressure. He handled it. Uh, Ugas uh, handled that relentless pressure by going backwards. Some say he won that fight. Yeah. If you look at that fight, you kind of see what's, what's going on with that fight. And if you insert Spence, a, a, a prime Spence, in that position, as Ugas is fighting a defensive offensive fight right. with Porter moving backwards, moving side to side, you will see that Spence has the upper hand in simply the style and, 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 and the pressure. So just looking at that as a reference point, that's where I draw my conclusion. Right. Okay. Well, very, very interesting. The plot thickens. I can't wait till this fight <laughs> comes up, man. Hopefully we can call the fight live. I really do. I really do want to, uh, uh, get with you on that fight and, and hopefully we can get a chance to call it. Um, and I, I think it's going to be an amazing night of boxing either way. Ugas seems to have a lot of confidence going into this fight. And uh, that's quite good to see, you know? True. Yeah, so, okay, let's let's um, flip the script. Let's flip the script into the heavyweight division, man. The big boys. The big boys. Let's talk about <laughs> the big boys, right? So, um, the big boys are ringing the bell. <laughs> the big boys are ringing the bell. Okay, so here we are. So, let's talk about the WBC. Who, we, who do we have at the top of the WBC for the big boys? I, I know Tyson, Fury, and Dillian White are kind of dra uh, draping themselves with uh, green and gold. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're having yeah. a good time right now. Yeah, we got we got Dante Deontay Wilder up there. We got Joe Joyce up there. Joseph Parker is is a player. Um, Frank Frankie or, or Frank Sanchez. Um, Andy Ruiz, Luis Ortiz is still um, you know still looking for that big back that big moment again and. Um, yeah, man, that's that's um, a a pretty stacked heavyweight uh, division for the WBC. And then, as far as the WBA is concerned, we've got, um, I guess, Alexander Alexander Usyk. Usyk. I love to say his name, man. Usyk. Alexander Usyk. Look, look at how I say Usyk. Alexander Usig. I you love that. From your gut. Get it. Yeah, it's gotta come from way down in the belly, man. Usig. Right? And you got Trevor Bryan who's there, who was yeah. uh of course at uh Don King's event, right? He's yes, right yes, up he there, was. man. He's you got a new got, fan in me. Yeah, he's an amazing fighter, you know. Uh if y'all don't know him, if y'all are listening into the program and you do not know Trevor Bryan, check him out. And um everybody knows Alexander Usig. Usig. Yeah. So we got Daniel Dubois up there. Michael Dubois. Hunter. Yeah. Dubois, excuse me. Michael Hunter. 
The Bounty Hunter. Yeah, The Bounty Hunter's there. And uh, Robert Hellenius. I think. I think the Viking. Might. Yeah, The Viking. We got uh, uh, Hugh, Hughie Fury and... The act, the actor, the the model. Yes, yes, he's up in there for the WBA, and then you've got Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder right up in there, right? For the IBF, um, we've got Alexander Usyk for the IBF. Got Luis Ortiz, right? Anthony Joshua's in there. Um, yeah, and then and then for the WBO, of course, Alexander Usyk again. He's got all three of those belts. He's Really draping up, draping the uh, green and gold and the red and gold and all the strap time. He's guy. He's strap got the up. belts. He's missing one, right? Joe Joyce, Joseph Parker, Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, Frank Sanchez, and Daniel Dubois, Michael Hunter, Luis Ortiz are all vying for the WBO. They're all up in there. But you know, you and I had a great conversation about the heavyweight landscape, and there were two fighters that you really wanted to talk about and you had a lot to say offline harold let's talk about andy ruiz versus wilder well just let that sink in fans ruiz and wilder think about that (laughs) okay now that you thought about this is what i see Wilder's going to come out trying to get him on the end of that that right hand, and he's going to be keeping him out there. However, Ruiz has such quick hands, and he knows how to get underneath that jab. Yeah. He knows how to get underneath that right hand and pop up in, right in the range to hit you with those quick hands. Wilder is not good with hands coming from some places he doesn't see him coming. Yeah. He's not good with that. He sees Fury didn't hit him with something he didn't see coming. Right. He he was just hitting him with it, but he 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 saw it coming. So he's kind of braced. He just that's why he was able to take so many of them because he saw him coming. That's why he took that beating because he saw him coming. And he just braced himself. But Ruiz, he's not going to see some of them coming. Right. And that is going to be an interesting fight. Now we know Ruiz can uh, get clipped, and anybody get clipped by Deontay is going to get clipped. You're going to go down. He has knocked down every man yeah. he has ever fought, period. So you can say what you want. He's knocked them all down. Yeah. So that will be a good fight, but it won't last. It won't last. It just won't last. I say maybe seven rounds. Either Ruiz is going to get on, on the outside of something, get stuck, and, and, and they'll stop just because he's just taking too much. Or he'll sneak in on Wilder and drop him with some stuff that's a stuck with some stuff that he just doesn't see coming. And and we're oh, we're not going twelve. We're not right. going ten. Wow. So you think it's gonna be an early night? Oh yes. It's gonna it's gonna be a great fun night. Yeah. But it's gonna be early for either one one either one of those guys. Interesting, interesting. Well, I haven't really seen too much of Andy Ruiz or or uh, Wilder, I, there hasn't been much conversation. We haven't seen too much video of the, either one of them. Oh, this not, is Wizard of Oz stuff. We're just, yeah, you know, we yeah. want to go see the wizard with this. This, this, <laughs> this isn't like yeah. talking about it, but, you know. Right, but but I'm saying I haven't really seen either one of them. I'm not sure if they've, you know, grown in size, if they're in shape. 
if they're, you know, I, I don't really know what's going on with them. I mean, I would assume Deontay Wilder and Andy Riz will both be pounding it out in the gym because they are in the top five or six, you know, for the WBC and et cetera. You know, they're, they're right there. So um, interesting, interesting matchup. But you know how yeah. the matchup that I'm interested in, the one that I really, really think would be a great night of boxing is Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. Talk to me about that. Talk to me because I think that <laughs> is... I think that would make a great fight, and I'd love to see it, like, immediately. Well, <laughs> that fight there will be something that both fighters can lose again, and that's still going to be a great, a big fight. Yeah, I don't care who so, loses. I don't have a preference. In fact, they could both knock each other out at the same moment. It doesn't matter to me. That would be a great fight for fans. It would be a great fight for you and I, for right, sure. Right, right, right. Well, coming into that fight, each fighter could have lost again. Because <laughs> that's that's just one of those imagination uh, fights that capture, that capture that. Yeah. So you don't care if they're coming in. Uh, you know, they just had a loss or a bad loss or whatever they're coming in. Right. Uh, because that that is a something that you really want to see. Now, on, uh, I, I haven't really analyzed that fight too much. Uh, I just really haven't. I just really haven't. And I, don't, I just, I can't, I don't have a reference point for it. So I'm not even going to say what I'm thinking. And because I don't have no, no thoughts on it, obviously it's, it's kind of it's tough for me to, to speculate at this point. Right, 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 right. So now I, I definitely understand. Listen, if you're listening out there and you have a preference, if you'd like to see the Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder, or if you know how that's going to go, tell me how you think that's going to go. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear your perspective on it. And uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on, uh, gosh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us anywhere you want at the boxing breakdown. Drop, yeah. Just hit us, you know, DM us, let us know what you think. Um, you know, when you're watching the broadcast on YouTube, let us know what you think, man. Cause we, you know, we don't claim to have all the answers. This is almost like a, these two, this discussion of, uh, Ruiz versus Wilder and Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. They're, they're all basically like fantasy fights, right? It's a fantasy fight, right? Harold? Well, in a sense, yes. We have to see how Fury's going to wash out with white and, you know, and then if, if, uh, um, uh, AJ takes a rematch, you know, or he takes a step aside money and all that kind of thing. And with the resurgence of boxing, I think anytime this fight, these fights are even mentioned, right. you're going to get a lot of traction behind them. But right now, you know, they're not really mentioned because we need to see what's going to happen with Fury and White and, and all of that. But once those fights have taken place and maybe AJ has, has either fought or not fought, then that's going to leave the landscape wide open for some of these underlying fights that we're talking about to, to take place. Right. Or at least be talked about. Yeah. Yeah, man. Listen, Harold, all I can say is I am so looking forward to the next couple of months in boxing. There are some amazing fights coming up. And uh, I, I'm really, really excited about the landscape. Uh, what what fights are you what fights are you excited about? Hot time in the city. Well, the ones I am interested in, of course, yeah, uh, will be the, the, the Spence Ugas fight because I think 
uh, we're going to see uh, a relentless uh, a, a style. Uh, you know, I, I don't think the eye is going to be a problem. I don't think his stamina is going to be a problem. Right. Uh, I think in his mind, he already, he already wins this fight. The Canelo fight at 175, that's going to be fun, too, because uh, Canelo is such a killer. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how big the other gentleman is or small. Once he knows he, he he's hurt you. Yeah. He'll he's he'll he's gonna come get you if you're a heavyweight and he's got you hurt, <laughs> he's gonna come get you. He just has that yeah. in his DNA as Tank has it too. I'm going to get you. I don't care how big you are. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I have that type of of mentality. So he's always fun to watch. Um, not excited about the Charlo fight. He's moving up from 160 to 168. Yeah. Challenge for all the belts. That doesn't do anything for him. He doesn't. I. I he's 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 beat. Right. To me. Yeah. No, I get it. What about what about the Amir Khan versus Cal Brook fight? You excited about that one? That's going to be, I think, February 19th. That's coming up. Well, the only thing I can see about that kind of fight is, it, I don't want to be sacrilegious, but you have, uh, when Ali fought Frazier, they both were deteriorated to the point where they were vulnerable and they put on this great fight. Now, I don't want to say this will be nothing like that, but you have right. two deteriorated fighters yeah. who have a history of the bad blood, okay? And you're on another continent where you've had legions of fans who always want these two to match up, right? And then uh, you have a situation where uh, you can have one last type of hurrah. Now, uh, Kell Brook doesn't have to worry about getting hurt, yeah. a broken eye uh, situation, like because because Khan can't hit. Right. He's not going to knock him out. So, but Khan has still has the fast hands. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Khan will be touching him. He will be touching him. Now, Brook used to be a knockout puncher. He's not any any longer. So, we should have a long, a great, a tactical. <laughs> A fight, and you know it's going to be great for the fans, and it's, it's. I think it's going to be a good fight to, to see. It doesn't bear any 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 issue in in the world stage, but it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it'll be a great fight. Actually, you want to check your local listings for that fight, but I know it's happening on DAZN. It's at the iconic Plaza Mon, uh, Monumental de Playas de Tijuana in Tijuana, Mexico. So. Um, I think I had that right. Or no, I didn't have that right. That was completely incorrect. Eh, hold on. Watch this. Not correct. That fight is going to be on Sky Sports ESPN at Manchester Arena in Manchester. <laughs> I apologize. I am not perfect. <laughs> well, that's the venue that they really want. They want yeah, that yeah. venue. They want to bring the, the European fan into that. So uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, that will be interesting. Harold, so, Harold, uh, Harold, talk to me about the Chris Colbert fight. You know much about that one? Chris Colbert, no. I guess the WBA, uh, the, uh, I guess it's the regular, regular. Tell me the principles. Featherweight. The principles, who are they? Yeah. It's for the featherweight title for the WBA, uh, regular featherweight title. Right. And it's, um, it's Chris Colbert versus Roger uh, Gutierrez. Ah. Well, well, let's just say this. Allegedly, it's Roger Gutierrez. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I, I had 
a little inside birdie told me it could be someone else, but I cannot talk about it. I cannot announce it, but. Wow. Yeah. Well, that has escaped my, uh, my radar. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, I can't even comment on that, but, um, yeah, but that, I, I'm interested Gutierrez to see. is a good fighter. Yeah. And, and the, uh, little birdie that, that may fight him is actually a really good fighter. So, uh, let's see what happens. I'm not sure if uh, something happened to Roger Gutierrez or what's going on, but I don't know. Let's just see what happens. You know, I'm I'm putting it out there. There may be an adjustment in that fight with Chris Cobert, which, by the way, will take place on Showtime at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas um, on February 26th. And then, um, of course, this is a fight I'm really looking forward to, Harold, which is the uh, Joshua Ramirez versus Jose Pedraza. That's going to be a great fight. Yes, that is. That is that's well matched there and you have two contrasting styles. Yeah. And that's going to be that that's going to be ever flow. You have coming forward, going back, coming forward, going back. Both of them have the skill set to go back and forth, and back and forth. So yeah. yeah, that that will be a good fight. Yeah, that's N- neither one of those fighters are stuck in a particular style. They're no. versatile enough to do to do both. And, and they're both great fighters and either one of them can take out the other one with the right shot and that's going to be on ESPN. Um, it's going to be at the Save Mart Center in Fresno, California. That's where that fight's going to go down. And then we've got, this is a fight that, you know, you know I love the Bantamweights. You, you know that. I love the speed, man. Speed kills, man. So uh, Roman uh, Chocolatito Gonzalez is going to fight uh, Julio Cesar, Cesar Martinez. And that, my friend, that's on March 5th. Um, it's on the zone. It's at the Pachang Arena in San Diego, California. That's going to be a barn burner. That yes, fight. We, yeah, go ahead, Harold. Go. Yeah, that, we know what Chocolatito does, and, but uh, his opponent is just as versatile. Yeah, that is. That's almost a class of a clash, rather of um, just consummate professionals between yeah. the two of those guys. Yeah, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. I mean, you know, the real macaronis. That's going to be a great fight. Um, uh, in March, March nineteenth, we got Edgar Belanga. Your <laughs> Edgar Belanga's back in the ring versus Stephen uh, Rawls, uh, and that's going to be on yes. ESPN, Hulu Theater, Madison Square Garden. Yes, March nineteenth. He's headlining. He's headlining his first card. He'll be the headliner for the first time. Yep. Uh, he does sell tickets, uh, but he has a nice, safe opponent. Yeah. Who's not going to hurt him or knock him down. Okay. He's durable enough, and uh, we should see, you know, a few rounds there. But this is just basically a showcase to see if he can sell tickets, see if yeah. he can really garner that that uh, Puerto Rican fan base and uh, the outlying uh, fans who, who appreciate his style right. uh, see if he's how marketable he is. But he's not fighting anybody that's going to give him any problems. Right. And so we were talking earlier on this evening, Harold, about the Errol Spence versus Jordanis uh, Ugas fight. That's going to be on April 16th, Saturday, April 16th. At, that's at the AT&T uh, Stadium in Arlington, Texas. So that's in Errol Spence's backyard, I would assume. <laughs> Who who does quite well with uh, pay per, a pay per view? He 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 is a pay per view yeah. uh, icon, and he's able to do well at that stadium in Texas. Uh, so uh, you, you're going to get him mostly there. Uh, Ugas doesn't have that kind of fan base, but he's got that belt. 
Right. And the straps, uh, the WBA, the IBF, WBC, welterweight titles will be on the line for that fight. Yes. Big time. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, okay. Now, I want to know your opinion about this fight. <laughs> this fight, okay. Let me see if I can get my... Uh... Show roll, please. All right. I'm stoked pumped like busting at the seams with excitement for the Katie Taylor Amanda Serrano fight which is actually on the zone Madison Square Garden New York City New York that is going to be that's actually April 30th uh, I was so excited I forgot to say that April 30th that's going to be an amazing fight it's going to be an amazing card they're headlining the card um it's uh for the undisputed lightweight title of the world that's going to be an amazing night harold yes it is and the scuttlebutt is uh serrano has been challenged by miss taylor to do three minute rounds uh the commission is good with it uh the uh sanctioning bodies yeah are good with it and I believe if it doesn't happen, it's a good uh, a marketing uh, talking point. Right. Uh, it's good for the talking heads as we are talking heads to to hash around because, you know, uh, uh, there's claiming if it was three minutes, we could see a knockout, you know, uh, but women's boxing, has, everyone knows it's two minutes. So uh, that's going to be a good run up to the fight. As right. far as the actual combatants are concerned, well, we know Katie has, you know, she has all the, the skills and, you know, she's very clean with her work and all that kind yeah. of thing. However, Serrano will knock you out. She yeah. knocks people out in that two minute, in that two minute time frame. She has a lot of knockouts in that two minute time frame. Give her three. So, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, so yeah, if it's three, it's going to be a little, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Kay Taylor is, you know, they say she's the best, which I'm not discounting that. However, as if you look at just knockouts, who gets it done within two minutes? Katie has what, seven knockouts, 12 wins, seven, 12 and seven, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look at her, uh, at her opponents, he, she has a, a lot more wins and a lot more knockouts, and she gets them, she gets them out of there. So, you know, it, it, it'll work. It'll work. Okay. And, and, you know, from, because we are men and men are visual, uh, you have two, you know, decent looking ladies, uh, who are, will be attired thusly doing the run up and all the things. And that's going to be an added attraction. Well, listen, I mean, Amanda Serrano has got 42 wins and 30 of those 42 wins have come by way of knockout, right? She's got one loss. And she's got one draw on her record, right? So, I mean, she's got a 68%, 69% knockout ratio, right? So it's it's going to be um, – do you know who, who she lost to? I, I don't want to – who did Amanda Serrano? It was, it, was, uh, it was really early in her yeah. career or something like that. She, the seventh fight, something like that? She lost to a girl named Frida Wahlberg. That's who she lost to. Yeah, it's Frida Wahlberg is her name, and uh, yeah. 
So just to reiterate, I was saying he she gets him out of there. So we have to see if uh, if it goes three minutes. That's going to be very interesting because they train at three minutes anyway. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind it's kind of like a a, a long a, a long distance runner. He runs this, he he'll compete in the sprints just to get that you know get that advantage, get that win down. So well, you um, know, the, the contrasting contrasting schedule. Uh, uh, record. Okay, listen to the contrasting record, Harold. Katie Taylor's got twenty wins. Only six of those wins have come by. Well, not only, but six of those wins have come by way of knockout. She's right. got no losses right. and no draws. So right, right. she's only got a thirty percent KO. Uh, so that's very interesting on paper. On paper, right? Um, right. So who's your front runner? Tell me. Well, if you got if you watch Katie Taylor fight, she fights like uh, a, a, a man in yeah. that her her technique, her step around technique, all that she's very clean and precise, and she's scoring cleanly and not getting hit. That's what Katie Taylor does, and you know and that's why she's successful and she looks really clean doing it. She okay. might take some offense to you saying she fights like a man. Well, <laughs> I'm speaking of strictly her technique is is very very clean like that. Whereas, you know, Serrano is, she fights excellently, but she has somewhat of a a technique that is, because of the two-minute rounds, women need to have to fight a little more frequent. I mean, they have to fight, uh, you know, the frequency has to be more because they have a short amount of time right. to do their work. Right. You know, it's not being negative. I'm just saying they have a short, so they can't, it's like amateur boxing. You have to, you only got three rounds and you got to get to it. And with them, they only got two minutes, they have yeah. to get to it. Okay, yep. Katie Taylor to me, she could do the three rounds because her technique is so clean. She could do the three round and not have that urgency that uh, 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 women's boxing tends to have strictly because of, of, of the the time of the rounds. So a three minute round would I would say would benefit her. Yeah. And so now you ask me for a front runner. Serrano, she basically overwhelms her opponents. That's what she does. She comes in and she's relentless and she gets inside and she's going to hit you more than you hit her, period. And she'll take the punches to give them. Right. Uh, so um, strictly on that type of, of frequency, I have to like Serrano. However, uh, if Katie can step around it and be clean with it and keep her off of her with a technique, yeah. you know, we've got, we've got a bull in the China closet type situation. So, you put me on the spot. Yeah, man. Of course, I'm going to put you on. You're on, not only on the spot. You are on the boxing breakdown. You are not just <laughs> on the spot. You are on the boxing breakdown. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that I, I'm going to give Amanda Serrano uh, my nod. Okay, here you go, Amanda. There's my nod. I'm, I'm thinking that this might be a very, very special night for Amanda Serrano. Just looking at looking at it on paper and knowing a little bit about her style and her skill. Uh, I know that this is the biggest fight of her career. She's putting everything on the line. I think, I think, let's see the W uh, the WBC uh, world female lightweight titles on the line. The WBA world female lightweight title is on the line. The international boxing federation world title. Um, yeah. The WBO world female lightweight title or light, uh, title they're, they're all on the line man so this is for, everybody this is for all and marbles this is for all yeah. the marbles man 
And another piece of it is it yeah. is the biggest payday for both of them. Now, individually, yes, good money. But what it does is it opens up the door for the other ladies to start getting the bigger purses. Yeah. Because if this pay-per-view does well, which it should because of their reputations and their fighting uh, styles, that's just going to open the door because more promoters, more networks will see validity of the of, of ladies boxing and, and, and they'll put more money behind the purses and they'll pay more money for better fighters on the undercard. So this is a kind of a watershed, not just for them personally in their pocket, yeah. but for every other female who's coming up, for that little girl who's somewhere in some gym somewhere who's the bomb. Right. You know, she's going to have a chance to, to get up there and be seen and be a household name like Tyson was or Floyd was right. or, or or whatever. The closest thing I can remember was Ali's daughter. She was pretty she was quite popular at the time. And she was yeah, making Layla. she was making some millions. She was back then. So uh, it's just a, a, a good opportunity for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's it's going to be the biggest payday of both of their lives. And uh, I mean, maybe there are going to be bigger paydays coming down the line, but I definitely think this has been a clash of the Titans. This fight has been waiting to happen for quite a while. Um, I know that, you know, you have um, Heather, the heat Hardy was up in there um, vying for this opportunity here. And there's a lot of really, really talented female fighters there. I just, I just want to know, this is really to all the um, sanctioning bodies and all of the, uh, reporting the, the reporting uh, online and a uh, news reporting ring magazine, et cetera. I'd like to see there be some more rankings for the women that we can follow a little better. Cause you know, they're the rankings are not easy to track. You know, they're a little harder to track um, in, in the main, in the main stream media. Um, and I like to see that, that there's a little bit more information available about the women and uh, what they're doing. And, and quite honestly, you know, being a tactician myself and being really interested in, in uh, you know, the techniques that these uh, fighters are using, I love to watch the women because their work is, um, you know, oftentimes really, really clean and sharp and beautiful to, to actually observe. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see more of the women's boxing. Personally, I know there's a, there's a whole slew of people out there that really could, could not be that interested in it. But I, I tend to really enjoy it and, and, and enjoy the um, the approach, you know, the women's approach to the sport, for sure. True, true. As far as them being followed, uh, there's not enough footage of the ladies. There's not enough reporting of their fights to yeah. box wreck and that type of thing. And that's why it's kind of limited on following them. But once something like this takes place, uh, then you're going to see you're going to see more of that. And to your other point, um uh, it's kind of like basketball. Uh, the WNBA, uh, some purists don't even watch the NBA. They watch the WNBA because what you have is you have yeah. the skill set. There's no dunking and all of that. Right. So you have to have the technique and all of that. And they say this is a purist form of professional basketball is the ladies right. because it's, it's, it's not one-on-one what it is, but it's not, you got a lot of, you know, it's just a whole different thing. So people really enjoy that. Yeah. The purists enjoy that. And, and I can understand where your thought process comes from the ladies versus the men at times. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Harold, man, it has been a pleasure. It has been an amazing, we're routing the hour out and um, <laughs> it's just about time for us to, um, 
uh, say arrivederci or adios arrivederci. or right or later later alligator um harold thank you so much for being with me and oh man thank you so much man uh, it's a pleasure oh as always uh your insight is amazing and it's just a uh, a wonderful time to just uh, talk boxing and, and break this stuff down. And if you're listening out there, and I know you are, I just want to thank you for being with us. And uh, thank you for joining the Boxing Breakdown today on this episode. And look for our next episode. We release the, the Boxing Breakdown each Thursday of each week. At least we try to uh, be on that schedule. Uh, sometimes we're running around doing a lot of other things. Um here and there and there and here. And it's not always possible to release on Thursday, but we certainly do our best and we hope you enjoy the podcast. If you do share it, like it, give us a, a good positive review, a thumbs up here and there. And um, we'll see you around on the next episode of the boxing breakdown until then peace and love and God bless you. Fight fans, join host Mark Roxy and special guests as they break down all aspects of the boxing world, including news, business, management, training, promotions, fan reactions, upcoming events, matchups, future boxing stars, title fights, state of the boxing world, and all the stuff you don't see when you watch boxing. This podcast is released each week on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Live streamed on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook Live. It's the Boxing Breakdown, hosted by Mark Roxy. And my partner in crime, Mr. Harold Hunt.